Kevin Markwick. That's, uh, oh, what's he called? Johnny Marr, Upstarts. Good evening.
and welcome to a very special show. Special because it's the last one? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to look back at 2013 and Cheney's here live. Hello, Cheney. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very well, slightly windswept. Yes. Do you want to get a bit nearer the mic? Let's try that again. Oh, that's better. Mm, we can... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's mumbling around midnight. <laughs> is what it is. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, 2013 and pick out bits we liked, bits we didn't... Uh, no, just bits we liked, really. I think that's the general idea. Yeah, it's all good. And uh, so that includes... Oh, let's have a look. we got some uh, Nightbeds, uh, Midlake, Kronos Quartet, Clint Mansell. Is that how you say it? Yes. Right. <laughs> Beth Orton, Stephen Price... Barb Junger, how do you say that? Barb Junger. Right Barb Junger, oh, that's good stuff. Thomas Newman, Jeremy Sams, <gasps> Bill Callahan as well, and some Frank Zappa. I want to hear all about Frank Zappa because oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know, oh, I don't even been up to something with. Um, no, I think we're past the watershed. The ghost so, uh, of Frank. We'll all oh, right. Okay, all right then. Uh, so it's going to be good. So uh, throw another urchin on the fire. Can I say that as well? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, sit back and relax. Uh, the thing I probably should say uh, is that uh, if you're listening and sitting waiting for the train, both the two trains out of Upfield tonight have been cancelled, the 21.34 and the 22.34. So stay with me. And listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
There you go. Uh, the next day, David Bowie from the album The Next Day, uh, which um, was brilliant, wasn't it, Jenny? Yeah, Did you like that one? Fantastic, yeah. The big gap between that and, uh, and, and the previous, but it's just uh, the energy doesn't stop. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think you did that cover like that? What was the point of that? I was a bit too dim to work that out. Have you seen the cover? It's, it's the Heroes cover yeah. with a sort of sticker it's over sort it. sort of wallpaper, big white square <laughs> over in the middle. And, 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 and crossed out the word Heroes and put yeah. the next day. Maybe you just needed, you know, the, the CD tray or something. And you Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed a bit odd to me. Well, no, yeah. because he's not a bit odd. He's David Bowie. He it's can do odd. whatever he likes. No, odd. no, I, under- I do understand that, really. I didn't want to sound quite so stupid. What... Um, but you like him in this Louis Vuitton advert. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, that's the Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's the you know, tra- they parachuted yeah. everyone out, out into uh, Venice, didn't they? And then Is Roman Gavra came in and sort of glossed the whole thing up. Right. And it's, it, it's hilarious because they wheel out all these models, but there's David Bowie sitting in the middle with a harpsichord singing this anti-war song. Right. They're all parading around, you know, wearing handbags or whatever they do over there. Yeah, it's kind of... But it's remarkable. I mean, how old is he now? He must be... <laughs> Knocking on 17. Yeah, it's remarkable, actually. I suppose. Mind you. <laughs> I might be quite offended when I get to them to go, oh, it's amazing you're still walking. <laughs> but yeah, what I mean is it, the, the energy and feeling in that particular album does put you know quite a lot of even young artists to shame, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But then I suppose I would think that anyway. All right, uh, one of my other favourite albums this year is uh, Foles, Holy Fire, which has been a big seller, actually. And this is a track, Out of the Woods.
That's Foles, Out of the Woods, from the uh, rather brilliant album, Holy Fire, big-selling album, that one. Now, I've got a bit of traffic updating for you, because it's, uh, you know, it's a bit, uh, bit much out there. Uh, in Mayfield, uh, the A267 is blocked uh, in uh, both directions. Police are turning traffic around, and there's queuing because tre- uh, uh, of the falling tree. In Skeynes Hill, the A272, Lewis Road, both ways blocked due to a fallen tree between Church Road and the A275 in Newark. Uh, Lewis Offham Road partially blocked due to a fallen tree near Kingsley Road and Halland actually A22 just up the road here um, is slow traffic due to surface water on the A22 uh, at Halland so you know drive carefully out there please and also all the trains now are cancelled uh, this evening in and out of Uckfield so you just might as well stay in and listen to the radio frankly the way it's going yes uh, what are we going to talk about I can't remember uh, you were going to talk about um, it's well. I've got a big. I wasn't. Word I wasn't. You know, I'm just wishing. I know what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was going to tell people to get. Oh, sorry. Tell. I can't tell people. That's terrible. Well, I don't know. You're in charge, Kev. Yeah, it's my show. Don't you forget it. Um, and that uh, you know to get in touch with the show at Kevin Markwick on Twitter. Or they can get on you on Twitter as well. They can they? get in touch with me at Cheney K. Yeah, so you can yeah. you can chat amongst well, yourselves. You out how to spell that? I yeah, mean, I know it's not very helpful, but <laughs> you can cut me out of the loop. <laughs> and uh, or on the Facebook page, the Kevin Markwick Show, you can get in touch with us there. Studio at fm.co.uk. Uh, also, if you come across something uh, that you think we need to announce to the uh, to the good people of Upfield and the surrounding area regarding the weather and uh, what's going on on the roads or or so, or whatever, just uh, email me and I'll, I'll read it out and make sure that it's uh, 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 that message is passed on. So what have I got next? Oh, I know. I've got to do a little jingly wingly. Oh, did I just say that? I just said jingly wingly live on the radio. Comes to us all. And then it's going to be uh, night beds after that. Late evenings on Oakfield FM with Map Electrical Sussex, local, professional, friendly, and reliable electricians serving Oakfield and the surrounding areas. Visit mapelectricalsussex.co.uk.
gonna fall in like a ship without a sail. you are uh, Nightbeds Ramona from their great album Country Sleep to be highly recommended I'm just going to do a couple more updates for you the Lewis um, the Halland uh, uh, A22 actually is now showing as cleared uh, however in Tunbridge uh, the bypass is closed at the A26. East Grinstead, A22 London Road blocked due to a fallen tree at Copthorne Road. And in Mayfield, uh, both ways are blocked at the A267. And uh, Skeynes Hill is still showing that the 272 Lewis Road is blocked between Church Road and the A275 in Newick. So uh, that's about the latest information I've got on the roads out there. And, of course, the trains, trains are up the spout as well. So we're going to talk about... Um, Nebraska now, Cheney. Nebraska. What a great film. Terrific film. Yeah, really looking forward to it. All, like most of Alexander Payne's films, uh, but this one is in black and white, so, you know, you go in with a different frame of mind, but it's a knockout. From yeah, why? I mean, why do you think he shot it in black and white? Uh, that's a good question. Fable, isn't it? Apparently he had to work quite hard for it. The, I the, heard that, the, the yes. The studio were determined he's going to do it in colour, but no, he went with black and white in the end. And uh, Yeah, I think it kind of worked. Those, those landscapes seem to sort of take on a... Um, a real kind of uh, ethereal quality in black and white, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And also in black and white, you know, it's like if you do a film in colour, there's lots of uh, other things which sort of you take for granted what people are wearing, what, yes. um, you know, it's, it's supposed to, it's kind of like the, a soundtrack of its own. It's kind of influencing the way you experience the film. Cut that out, it's all about the narrative, the way the acting's going. It's a very ensemble film. It's all about one person in particular. Yeah, so, I love that. I mean, is it giving, is it spoiler alert? I mean, that, that final sequence where he drives down the, the, the I was loving my eyes out at that yeah, point yeah. It's great. <laughs> not because it's it's not kind of sentimental no, movie. No. i think that's what i like about alexander payne is he's not right. sentimental is he right. i think his films have a um a degree of truth in them that's that the find. thing yeah that's yeah. The, he's, he's, he's not he's not looking for the, the sort of the easy cry or the easy no, tear the, no he's, he's looking the, he's looking for some truth in it and that's yeah. and that's what will get you. yeah, yeah. yeah. easy watching as yeah. people say i shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't denigrate them for saying it but i do hear it quite a lot right oh well like easy watching um 
Where are we? What am I doing? Oh, I know. We're going to play a bit of... Uh, oh, I didn't write down who wrote the score. It was Mark Orton. It was Mark Orton. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is from a band called... Oh, I forget what he's from a band from. I don't think he's done an enormous number of scores. It's great. If, it's very easy game. You know what it reminded me of? Reminded of all those scores at Mike Lee. You know, he pulls together very sort of small, chambery sort of stuff on, on strings. Mark Orton was like... He's got his own little group, plays some bluegrass. It's all very laid back, yes. very, very, very in the soil of the country that's being shot in the background. It he's really he's English. Is he English? No, no, he can't be English. I'm looking at someone else's LinkedIn profile. <laughs> no, I just found I found out what right. LinkedIn's for, and it's not what you wanted. For. No, probably not. There's no relation to Beth Orton either, I'm afraid. So, no, you know. oh no, he's not. No, okay, I'm going to do a search again and go. Oh, Mark Orton music. There you go. Uh, I don't think, no, he's not done film composing. Here you go. Let's have a look, see what else he's done. Uh, nothing I've heard of other than Nebraska, The Good Girl. That rings a bell. The Good mm. Girl, that's... Uh, that, um. uh, no. Mm. We're flailing now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, as soon as I saw it, the first, when it st- as soon as it starts and you hear that, it's kind of uh, that sort of Midwest... It's a sort of cut. Is, is it cunt, cunt, It's not country, is it? You wouldn't call it country. What's his name? Americana. Americana. It's got that Americana yeah, yeah, yeah. feel that's to it, one. which is very evocative. That's right. Um, it rolls along just like just like yes. the landscape. That, that's fine. That's the thing actually. I really got from it was the, the I, I watched it in a very big screen in Chelsea, yes. in Chelsea Curzon, where it's right. got you know it's got one of those curved screens to get it all in, and uh, it just it, it's they got that perspective thing with the shots, so the cars in the foreground, but in the background it just gives them perspective. Yes. Just how big background is it's and it's got a breadth to it that's what i really well enjoy. because i suppose because it's a very um whilst the landscape is um quite breathtaking it's actually very uh, featureless isn't it yeah yeah that's it it's yeah. a very featureless it's landscape bare. yeah which kind of adds to the drama of it all okay so this is a, um i think this is used in the opening credits it's called their pie
part of Mark Orton's uh, rather lovely score for Nebraska, one of our certainly uh, favourite films of the year. I think we both agree on that one. Yeah, yeah terrific. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to have one of your uh, music choices now. Yeah, well, you asked me to bring up some uh, music which I've been listening to during the year. Most of it's classical music. That's what yes. I'm working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are bits and pieces which I've sort of been listening to. Um, uh, I was quite looking forward to Anna Calvi's second album. Because um, I'm a massive PJ Harvey fan, right. um, I've always um, bought and listened to her music. Anna Calvi's a sort of um, she's an, an acolyte of PJ Harvey's style of sound. Um, I really likes the first album, which is named Anna Calvi's. This is the second, One Breath, uh, and this is the um, top track from it. Suddenly, okay.
Kelvy. Okay, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with some uh, middle ache.
Midlake from their album Antiphon. I don't know what that means. What do you think it means? Antiphon is like uh, music coming from, it's like uh. stereoscopic, but an old word for it. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm glad you came in. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Uh, Midlake, which is uh, ah, it's great stuff. So we're now going to talk about another one, uh, a, f- a film we both agree on as one of the great, the greatest of the year, um, The Great Beauty La by Bellezza, which is um, Paolo Sorrentino's mm-hmm. uh, third, third, fourth. I is don't it his know. third film? Something like that. But Consequences it's an of absolute cracker. Il Devo. Il Devo. Yeah, which neither of us. No, you haven't seen that. No, either, I haven't right? seen that one. I saw so Consequences hot. of Love, which just, I just love that. That's kind of deadpan way they're lowering him into the concrete. That's right, that's what I remember as well. Very very dour, but still powerful, still powerful. And that's what's great about the Grande Belletto, the great beauty is um, the whole thing is uh, when it's not frenetic. You remember the opening sequence, which is that party scene, which makes... I saw The Great Gatsby the week before it, and uh, this, the great beauty, just knocks into a cocked hat. I mean, it's just so much energy. It's absolutely fantastic. It's hilarious. Well, it's like a big... It's kind of a big plump sort of, you know, big squidgy plump movie, isn't it? Full of life and 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 uh, the love of life. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. very Fellini-esque in that way, isn't it? I thought... Absolutely, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't see it coming, but you enjoy everything that does. It's got sort of lots of panache about it. Hmm. And not least in the wardrobe. He's got the most amazing yeah, wardrobe. Yeah, you know, and the most time. amazing apartment to die for. Yeah. Directly Fantastic. opposite the Colosseum, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. The one thing I couldn't quite get over yeah. with is uh, there's, a, there's a bit of CGI jiggery-pokery later on, which, which is a bit did you really need to do that oh but we won't spoil it by sort of telling people what happens yeah i just i mean his face as well looks like you sort of get in and walk around in it (laughs) (laughs) you know it's kind of so solid and 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 cranky and interesting to look at right you You just put it on a record player whack a needle on it yeah absolutely i mean gorgeous gorgeous face to look at and uh, it's also interesting, yeah. I think I think it, yes, yeah, definitely in that uh, mold of uh, Fellini's Roma mm. and even Rome Open City. I think in time it will be seen as one of the great, you know, and uh, yeah. Dolce Vita. Well, like Dolce Vita, of course, yeah. Mm. So, which it, it follows almost exactly the same sort of yes. uh, model as that, but it's definitely its own film. It's yes. uh, you know very very pungent and original and really stays with you. Yeah. So we're going to play um, the music actually that's used in, over the end credits, which I was just uh, staggered. I, I didn't want it to end. That's right. With the with the, the cameras mounted on the front of a boat, isn't it, going up the Tiber? That's right, yeah. It's a really, really long tracking shot, just going up the Tiber with all the titles rolling. It's a piece by Vladimir Martinov called The Beatitudes, mm. um, played by the Kronos Quartet. And like a lot of the music, and in fact, a lot of the shots during the film, there's lots of space in it. And you just get to sit back and let it wash over you at yes. a, sort of, a sort of nice slow pace and really absorb it. It's great, really great. Yeah, no, absolutely beautiful. And as soon as it finished, I just could have sat down and watched it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, this is Beatitudes played by the uh, Kronos Quartet.
The Beatitudes. It could be describing us, couldn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, cherubic. Cherubic, yeah. From Paul Sorvino. Paul Sorrentino. I keep saying Sorvino, he's the guy in Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello. Yeah, now i got to turn my back on you. <laughs> uh, amazing and beautiful, beautiful, life-affirming work, uh, The Great Beauty. Now, OK, we're going to go to another one. This is one of your favourites of the year, and yep. you've got to convince me, because I didn't like it very you much. You didn't like Stoker at all, did you? Mm, well, no, right, okay. at all wouldn't be true. I mean, it was nice to look at. OK. And it was nice trying to work out where um, uh, well, Nicole Kidman's funny. face wasn't going to go next. <laughs> Well, it's funny, we were talking a bit about Aronofsky earlier, talking a bit about Black Swan, yes. which is a very sort of stylized film. This is also a very stylized film. It's by this director, let me get his name right. It's uh, Chan Wook Park, the guy Chan- who did Old Boy, which is currently... Ah, okay. ah right, OK, now um, this is making sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. OK. And he's put this, this film together. It's basically uh, it's basically a thriller, but it's done in a very stylized way. I was saying earlier, wasn't I? It's, it reminded me of the piano, the way that everything's a little bit alien uh, when you watch it on screen. Everything's yes. sort of a bit mannered. But it works really well. It's got... Nicole Kidman has uh, uh, recently bereaved, and her. Uh, no, I'm going to get the relation wrong, but it's her brother. Uh, no, yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Her, her brother, uh, her, her husband's brother, or something like that. What turns up the English yeah, guy, Matthew, Matthew Good, Good. Yeah, he turns up, and he's a bit creepy, mm. and yeah, starts, you know, perving a bit on Mia Vasikoska, who's um, basically learning the piano uh, yeah. um, amongst. All but how old is she supposed things. to be in it? I couldn't quite work out. Yeah, she's what seventeen, eighteen, late, late, late teens, as opposed to sort of, uh, yeah, sort of a, a grown, monthly um, mm. mobile woman, um, and uh, like all these things, it's sort of you get about half a film where you really don't know what's going on, and then suddenly things begin to trickle into place, and it's 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 gripping. I liked it. I, I liked looking at it. That was the thing. It was it, it's it's got mm. all this going on, and it's underpinned with um, all sorts of bits of music. But the real the real linchpin piece is this uh, piece of Philip Glass piano music. Right. Um, now you were talking about um, Connie's Catsy last week, weren't you? Yes. You played a bit of that, which is um, it's the thing about Philip Glass is uh, it's. It's quite repetitive. It's quite sort of insistent, but it's it, it's good for the film because it, it lets you sort of um, dig your eyeballs into the screen and get a hold of what's actually going on. Um, and that this piano music's the same. It sort of it you, it absorbs you while you're um, watching them play the piano. It's like the, it's not about the piano playing. It's about the things which are going on at the piano stool. Mm. But this isn't the reason I think it's like the piano, but it's the, it's the no, same sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. Is that there's a different agenda going on? Well, yeah, I think I think what they were trying to do was build some kind of sexual tension between all three of them, weren't they? And I didn't kind of feel any of it. You know, right. I just felt I just felt going. Oh, look, if you're going to give her one, just give her one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, get on okay. with it and of course by the end of the because at the end of the film is she I don't know she blows someone away with a shotgun and she, oh, I can't remember why well, then, I know I'm giving then, it away well, now it's all, it's all that that pent, pent up, up pen, kind pen, of tension sort of, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean it was yeah I just didn't know what to make of it it's just funny actually with films isn't it sometimes you can just be in the wrong mood right Okay. I think that may have been what it was. I'll, I'll you, have another look I, at I'm it. Just, I, I reckon it's worth it because I think the acting is there. It's sort of intense and sustained. It reminds me a lot of um, that that um, uh, uh, Henry James adaptation that Nicole Kidman was in. Which oh, it wasn't the, Turn of the Screw, but no, it was, um, the, it was um, the, the others. The others. That, that's the one. That's that was what it great. Reminds, which, exactly. It's exactly no, the same I, sort I of really, thing. Yeah, no, I really like that. Okay, so what we're going to do, because we've uh, talked far too long on that one, was um, uh, the music by Clint Mansell. 
Did I say it right again? Yeah. Well, I, I did. I came to Mansell. Mansell. Nigel Mansell. You know, if he was the, a racing driver... Nigel Mansell. If he, were, <laughs> if he was a racing driver, we'd be saying Mansell, wouldn't we? Or was it spelt differently? Clint Help Mansell. me differently spelt Mansell. Yeah, do get in touch with the show <laughs> on Twitter by Kevin Markley. <laughs> but this is uh, part of his score for uh, Stoker.
that's rather pleasant. Clint Mansell's soundtrack from Absolutely. from uh, Stoker, which I'll have another look at, I promise. OK, yeah. we'll have an ad break, and then when we come back, it's, uh, it's Beth Orton.
wonderful stuff. Beth Orton from Sugaring Season, one of my uh, album picks of the year. Not her strongest ever album, but uh, full of good stuff nevertheless. And actually her first one for six years. She's been busy having children, apparently. Uh, so what are we going to talk about now? Uh, oh, Gravity. We both agree on that one, don't we? Yeah, now, here's a really cracking film. It's on everyone's best film of the yeah, year, this mate. It's terrific. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much it. Yeah, I've got a confession there here, I'm afraid, which is I haven't seen it in 3D, only in 2D. What? I know, I know. This is something that you said, actually, when you saw it. You were yeah. up and tweeting about it. You've got to go and see it in 3D. No, I, I, I and I hate 3D. I absolutely yeah. bore it. But this mm-hmm. one, actually... And, t- you know, if they'd have just done this, if they'd have kept it for this kind of thing... You know, once or twice a year tops, yeah. then it would. I think it will survive. I don't think it'll survive no. 3D particularly because it's just a pain in the neck. But for something like this, it's just uh, extraordinary. And it's uh, it's kind of simple, isn't it? It's yeah, a simple very song. straightforward. No, this is the thing. It just li- it's, it's it's literally like it's happening um, out out in space. It's something bouncing off something, careering onto the next thing. There's action all the time. Mm. There's things happening. There's only one. There's a little bit right in the middle, isn't there, where she um, she tries to get on the radio to get herself out of a bit of a problem and. And, and that's a bit of stasis there. You get this sort of magic realism thing happening, which yes. actually is worth mentioning. That there's this um, there's this little short, isn't it? That, that, that yeah, the, I've um, not seen it. I've well, not um, seen it. Um, Alfonso Cuarón's son, um, called Jonas, actually made a, a separate film, which is called right. Anningak. It's about seven minute long film, right. and it is the conversation that Sandra Bullock's character has from space. Um, from the perspective of the guy who's receiving the call, this Inuit sort of fisherman down, down. Oh, down, the one that you can hear that singing. That sounds like a lullaby. Uh, that that's she's right. And, he's, up. And, he's, and they do these sort of uh, dog impressions, don't they? Because she can yeah. hear the huskies barking, so yeah. they both take turns to do a bit of barking. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they've made they've made a film um, of that, which is it's a very sweet little short. You can find it online. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, really I, I, yeah. I, I thought actually that that particular, well, not not so much specifically that sequence, but if it had a weak link. I thought that that kind of attempt to fudge some sort of spirituality into it uh, that that felt to me the part slightly it slightly weakened right. the story sure i mean um, i think that the, the intimacy of that was the powerful part for me yes. if there's any sort of um, slightly sort of supernatural sort of noumenal business going on it's the very final bit of the film which again don't yeah. worry we're not going to ruin it for anyone no, but no. you know we were talking no, they don't earlier. go all out and you know she doesn't you know, get down on her knees and start praying or anything like that no. but she's i mean i suppose you would at that point feel some kind of uh yeah otherworldliness other there you go <laughs> well there you go that, that's, that's that's a very a ter- grave grave thing to terrible bring up, so. terrible phrase isn't it but um yeah that that it just felt to me what, what what i meant was that it was there was a kind of do or do not moment there and it was almost like they couldn't right, he couldn't right, quite right. bring himself to to, to 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 do a full-throated piece of spiritualism if you like right you know you know you either do it or don't do it that was kind of how i felt no um, but it's funny isn't it the whole film is like that um the whole film is floating above the surface of the earth it's a different yes. set, of, set of rules yes, the way course. that people interact and presumably in the way that you talk mm. about certain um some issues it all seems so sort of disembodied it gives them gives them the yes. license to talk about it in a different sort of way yes and clooney's great yeah, he's you know, terrific, doing you know. his shtick. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I remind, I mean, apart from anything else, I think probably what it is, it's pure cinema, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pure cinema. Yeah. 
in, yeah. in, 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 in sort of almost undistilled form. It could not yeah. have been done in any other medium. Absolutely. Even, no, t- just... even television wouldn't do it any kind of justice. No. It's pure cinema. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was shut off to a lot of the dialogue simply because I was just sort of watching it, yeah. in, you know, wide eye. I don't think I actually blinked during no, the film. No, yeah. no, no. I was utterly, utterly mesmerised as well. And the score, very nice. Stephen Price. Yeah, Stephen Price. Um, who's done he's a Brit. Fair share of work now. A Brit. He's written quite a bit for um, Edgar Wright and the, the whole bunch mm. of done things like Paul and he wrote music for the world's end as well. All right, okay, yeah. All right, Um, well, let's. uh, We played this a couple of times on the show, but I don't care, I'm going to play it again. This is part of um, Stephen Price's score for uh, Gravity.
great stuff, isn't it? Oh, wow. <laughs> Stephen Price's Perfect. score for Gravity, um, which I pretty much think... Uh, did you ever see... Uh, yeah, there must have been negative reviews, I suppose, from astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Chris Hadfield. You yeah, again, uh, young you know. Yeah. Hey, I've been playing David Bowie in space. Yeah, what yeah. What do you know? OK, so we're going to quickly move on because we're already uh, running a little over. Uh, it's a track you've chosen from... Oh, look, where is it? Here it is. Waterloo Sunset. Waterloo Sunset. Well, this is uh, just, just apropos of nothing, really, but I yeah. went to a very interesting concert about mm-hmm. six months ago. Um, I went to a cabaret show um, in the cent- centre of London um, with this uh, young woman by the name of Barb Younger singing. She's very well known on the cabaret circuit, does her own take on the American um, songbook, but she also takes some um, last day classics. This is a kink song, Waterloo Sunset. Okay. She does her own version Where's of it. Where does she come from, Barb Younger? She's Younger. from Liverpool. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't sound very Liverpool. Yeah, it does when she sings. All right, okay, here we go. Waterloo Sunset, Barb Younger. Sun 
Coming like flies round Water underground Terry and Julie Cross over the river Where they feel safe and sound And they don't That's very nice, Janie. That's very pleasant. Barb Junger. She knows how to hold a song. Waterloo Sunset, the uh, kink song, of course. Um, You know, what's his name? Ray Davis. Wouldn't it be nice? Oh, no, he's doing elbows. Look. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, so uh, we could quickly talk about side effects because we are are, are overrunning already. Yeah, it's one of my favourite of the year. Do you you like it? I liked it. I did like it. Of course, Steven Soderbergh said, yeah, it's going to be my last film. Let's hope it's not. No. No, because this is a terrific film. I mean, this is this latter day Hitchcock, isn't it? You yeah, think it you're is. watching one film and then suddenly it end of turns one, into something else. Completely Which different. is great. And the cast uh, was. Uh, that bloke's a bit funny. Yeah. Well, he likes. You know, the my Magic Mike guy. What's his name? What, Channing Tatum? Yeah. Yeah, him. He's kind uh, of triangular, isn't he? No, he's a very strange shape. Toast the Town, he's had a fantastic year, but that's another yes. story. Oh. I'm a big Jude Law fan. Yeah, Jude Law's good in it, and, yeah. uh, and Rooney Mara's really sort of shot. Yeah. Shot up. It was, I suppose it was after um, the Girl with the, the Dragon girl with Tattoo. Tattoo. That's it, yeah. But uh, no, it was kind of very uh, twisty, turny, and enjoyable. And actually, I always feel that if you can't work out how it's going to play out, if you've got 20 minutes to go and you think, oh, I can't work out how it's going to play out, it wins. Yeah. As far as I'm go. concerned, because. Yeah. You know, you see so much stuff, you go, oh, really? It's home and dry. No, oh, no, really? Then there's this, and then there's that. Okay, well, here's the music, some of the music by uh, Thomas Newman. There you go. Bit of uh, side effects. Thomas Newman, 
twisty, turny film from Steven Soderbergh, which is highly recommended. He, of course, uh, the other one we got this year was Behind the Candelabra, which was oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. the, the reason that didn't count as a film, I mean, it was a film, was because <laughs> technically uh, in the US it was for television, it's, it's HBO, for HBO. Yeah, which right. means he's not eligible. So, um, what's Madness. his name? He's not going to get his Oscar, is Michael he? Douglas, no. No, he's and it was a remarkable film. So, uh, what we do, uh, I'm going to talk about quickly The Weekend, which is one of my favourite shows I don't think you've seen. Well, I haven't seen it. Oh, no. you should see that one. It's wonderful. Jim Broadbent and Lindsay Duncan. Lindsay Duncan. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a film for great. I've got it, but obviously, because I'm getting. <laughs> I'm hitting a certain age, and I'm just—I want to see films about about grown-ups, and this is, uh, and also the, you know what it's like to be married for a long time, and all this kind of stuff. It's all in there, and it's beautifully, uh, beautifully played. Hanif Karishi wrote it, and um, uh, what's his name, Roger Michelle directing. I think it's just like the third thing they've done together. Right. Yeah. Of course, my um, beautiful laundrette being the that. Yeah. First. yeah That's that your eighties link for this, yeah. for this film. Yeah. Oh, that no, that was um, Steam Frears, wasn't it? That's Steam Frears, big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Koreshi's screenplay. Yeah. 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 But uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful kind of yeah chamber piece again, really. Yeah. And uh, what's his name turns up uh, to to, 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 strike, yeah, to strike this yeah. kind of slightly odd note. Yeah. But the score by Jeremy Brilliant. Sams is lovely, uh, and we were very pleased when he actually sent us the score because oh. we couldn't find it anywhere. What a splendid! That was show. a bit of a coup, wasn't it? This is a lovely cue from the in uh, credits from the weekend. Part of John Sam's lovely, lovely score for the wonderful Jeremy one. Sam's Jeremy's, what did I say? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, you said that anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. Tidying it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It's, uh, not, it's like score. Richard Rodney Bennett sitting on his ah, shoulder with a pair Richard of wings. Richard Bennett. Yeah, it is saying, actually. Yeah, you go ahead, right? No, now. no, it's there beautiful. is. Okay, we'll have a break. When we come, what are we doing after the break? Uh, oh, we'll, we'll go straight into uh, public service broadcasting. Okay. 
service broadcasting i'm gonna cut them off a bit in their prime you get the idea that's from one of my favorite albums of the year inform educate entertain public service broadcasting which of course uses the uh, wh orden wh orden um poem nightmare which was famously made into a film uh by the gpo by the gpo yeah there i was thinking days. that you were actually going to pay some benjamin no, britain this being no, the no, 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 no. you should you should have a look at the album if you've not seen it okay so now we're going to um talk about zero dark 30 which i think we both liked mm-hmm. early in the year it does feel like it was last year i do admit but it's um uh, just a wonderful kind of uh, you see again my my american friends will disagree with me but to me it felt far more authentic than uh, the hurt locker i know people like the hurt locker yeah but there was something a bit cod about that i thought yeah a bit bit stagey this yeah. one was very driving very direct yeah. yes and um and it pulls off that trick of course that uh, zinnerman pulls off in day of the jackal of 
of uh, having this kind of thrilling climax when you know full well what the outcome yeah, yeah. is, yeah, 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 yeah. but it still has you on the edge of your yeah, seat. And not least because of uh, Alexander. Now, how do you say that? Desplat. Alexander Desplat. Yeah, you do do yeah, do the do, full do French, the French thing. thing. That's right. Oh, yeah. okay. And his uh, sort of pumping score when the um, what they call them the stealth helicopters are coming into the compound. Uh, it's a track called Flight to Compound.
Alexander D. Platt score for um, Thingy's Zero film. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero That's Dark one. Thirty. What's her name? Uh, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Do you know you can't book... Um, uh, <laughs> it's catching tonight. <laughs> you can't book the surfing movie. What's it called? Point Blank. Uh, point Point break. Point, point break. Point blank is good. Grace point blank. Break. Yeah, no, no. Point point break is good. Point point blank is really good. That's John Borman's film with Lee Marvin. No, um, you can't book Point Break. No one owns the rights in the UK. You can't book it. Which is, you can see it on the telly when it turns oh, up, but shit. nobody actually owns the rights. And that's a really that's a cracking film. But yeah. this one, I, yeah, we really like that one. So what we're going to do? We're going to have a break. And then we're going to have some Bill Callahan, and then uh, you're going to tell me all about your association with Frank Zappa. Hey! <laughs> Man, I really am a 
lucky man flying this small plane. I scan the path ahead and all around. Small Plane, uh, Bill Callahan from the album Dream River, which is uh, really, really strong stuff um, and to be highly recommended, one of my picks of the year. Now, <laughs> I was, of course, very excited when I learned that you were involved with 200 Motels recently. Well, Frank I didn't Zappa's know anything piece. about Frank Zappa until I started listening to your show, and ah. then suddenly, out of the blue, it falls into my lap, someone yes. asked me to go and sing 200 Motels. What right. did you know about 200 Motels? Not very before? much. It was a film project uh, that took an awful lot of time i think it was a very early video project actually because it was shot on video that's uh, about all i know and that's it was right. mad and bonkers there were some bits and pieces weren't there and he he, he wrote a, an extraordinary piece of music basically and tried to put it together but um his sort of sense of humor and his sense of laissez-faire wanted to just sort of embrace everything just rub some people up the wrong way because you know you've got a, a proper orchestra in there that, that thought of themselves as such and that was part of the problem but do you think he was trying to wind them up then? Because he was actually quite a serious composer well, by, by, serious by, the, composer. by well, the end of his life, certainly. Yeah, and and self-taught, he had a lot of pride in it as well. Yes. It specifies, though, in the score that uh, when the thing is actually shot, that the orchestra should be in a compound, that they should be in jail. And in right. fact, <laughs> the performance that I did at the festival hall about um, yes. a, a month ago, I was just, I work as a musician um, in the chorus, so I was stuck at the back. But they actually projected barbed wire all around... Mm. Uh, the orchestra there to keep penned in but it's an extraordinary thing it's like a great big cantata you've got your full orchestra in fact we had two orchestras the BBC Concert Orchestra and South Bank Symphonia a young orchestra and uh, the sort of uh, um, there's a, a band as well which would have been the mothers of invention the sort of the some time. people who, yeah. who at the time and the chorus stuck up at the back and uh, then a whole bunch of actors and singers including um, uh Frank Zappa's daughter Dweezil Dweezil uh, no Dweezil's his son that's it Moon that's Unit a, it was it was Moon Zappa. <laughs> yeah, it was it was some 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 sort of interstellar we, named. Uh, uh, um, okay, Dweezil actually, his son does um, constantly tours now. Right. Zappa plays Zappa. They're they're brilliant. Um, we've seen. Uh, I've taken my sons to see that in a kind of strange, a very kind of strange experience going down to to Brighton to see this Zappa play Zappa, and yeah. we're, we're we're there, and and I looked oh. around and went, God, look at all these old blokes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all looking at you and going, thinking, look at wait, that young guy. Uh, no, it's just that, no, I'm one of those old blokes as well because I saw Zappa back in the day, yeah, sure. you know, saw him at the Odeon Hammersmith several times. It right. was the first first person I ever saw live in, it must have been 19, I think it was 1976, the Zuta Laws tour. First time I went to the Odeon Hammersmith. I mean, I'd love to have seen it because it's clearly the music. It's, it's got its own integrity, and we and we powered through it. It's a good, it's yes. a solid piece. It's what an hour and forty-five minutes long. Is that how and long it, it is? Yeah, it, I was always scared right. of it because it always seemed like it was going to go on forever. It, it, that's it why I, I never really got a into really it. A really substantial piece, but the thing is, it's it's manic. It's got all sorts of bits and pieces to it. It's it's pretty well written, I've got to say. But presumably, and, it was the first of that sort of thing that he'd done. I think. I think on that sort of scale, yeah. I yes. mean, he, he had. I mean, he didn't really sort of have uh, an opera in mind, you know, no. to, to compose something like that. But he wanted to do something with a, a sort of a, a big sort of narrative arc, and and that's basically what it does. It's not. Right. It's. It was intended to be made to a film, but 
it's the, primarily it's supposed to tell a story, and the story is that he's on the road with his band, and things just begin to fall apart, and right. and um, the the whole thing ends with this big sort of um, pay into um, uh, uh, sex and sex education and things like that. It was very funny actually. We um, the, uh, there was a performance in LA four days before we were due to go on, oh, okay. and this suitcase arrived for us with two days to go, which yes. were the sex toys, which we were supposed to wave <laughs> in the final two movements, which had been used in LA and sent over to us. In Los you, Angeles. You imagine okay. how much fun we had sort of picking yeah. those other suitcase used sex toys. Of anyway. course, but they, I mean, he went on and he did think. I and mean, there was the Yellow Shark and uh, all of this stuff that he did with Pierre Boulle. Oh, some right. years yeah, later, yeah, yeah. and um, no, he was taken very seriously. Yeah. Certainly, towards the end of his and life, it should be. It's difficult music stuff. to perform. It, it really comes off. You've got to have the right people doing the right jobs because it's complicated. We had an amazing um, Jürgen Hempel came over from right. as a conductor came over from uh, Holland, who uh, was all over the school and knew exactly what he was doing. And you've got to have that because it's complicated stuff. Yeah, it is. He was always a bit. Um, he kind of did, would sometimes be a bit self-deprecating, calling it noodling. Right, you know, but he he always he always said that he could see that you know he could tell the difference in noodling, and you know because he was very influenced by uh, you know um, shop Schopenhauer not Schopenhauer yeah. Schopenhauer the Schopenhauer no 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 the who's the discordant uh, German no, Schoenberg Schoenberg and uh, Stravinsky right yeah. and all he's very very influenced by all of that and he, he kind of always maintained that he could hear a lot of the music in you know he would have liked bands like I don't know. Einish, nine and what's the? <laughs> I can't remember what they were called. Well, the, anyway, that's the thing. The, but, the, the, the music just it does carve off on its own parabola. You get yes. music which does, on the face of it, sound like trash, but it's got a kind of melody and it's got a sense in it. That's the thing. Well, I think you see the melody. The interesting thing with the melody. I mean, in our house, it's been always been very divisive. Mm. Frank Zappa, Tansy, my wife, won't. She just won't. Right. You know, come on, no, it's really, you know, yeah, in fact, you know <laughs> and but I can hear the melody in it. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm smart than anybody else. It isn't what I mean. It's just obviously my brain is wired in a similar way, and I can hear. But that's the melody exactly in the it. approach that Frank Zappa had. And yes, it, it was like I don't really need to eat no. through these forty textbooks in order no. to write the music because it's in my head, and that's yes. what I'm decanting. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is play a bit from the album Chunga's Revenge, which right. I gather is a sort of it's a contemporaneous album, dedicated album actually. To, yes. And so the music is actually very similar. Uh, right. And it, okay. It's a similar sort of thing. You can hear in this piece the same stuff that you hear okay. in. So this is Road Ladies. Don't it ever get long sound? Don't it ever get sad when you go out on the road? Oh, there was one time in Minneapolis. Don't it ever get long sound? Don't it ever get sad when you go out on a 30-day tour? <laughs> you got nothing but groupies and promoters to love you And a pile of laundry by the hotel door Yeah. 
some of the most terrible shit you ever known. Zappa from Chunga's Revenge, uh, Road Ladies, one of the tracks that didn't quite make it into 200 motels. Right, what did I say we were going to do? Oh, I know, we're going to go into Disclosure. Uh, great, one of the great, I think they pretty much made everybody's top ten list. And this is uh, featuring London Grammar, Help Me Lose My Mind. Talk to me And watch me crumble
stuff disclosure help me lose my mind i don't don't need any help for that i just wanted to quickly update you see if there's anything uh changed on the road since i last told you not much really it's all pretty much the same uh east grinstead the a22 is uh closed both ways due to a fallen tree between sackville lane and dorset avenue and at skeins hill the a272 lewis road both is blocked both ways due to a fallen tree between church road uh skeins hill and the a275 at newick that's really all i have here and the trains uh gave up about two hours ago so obviously if you're traveling in the morning although if you're early in the morning i'm assuming you've gone to bed and you can't hear me <laughs> i don't know i'm just covering all bases here all bases. uh um but you know whether they'll get the trains running in the morning or not i don't know but it's christmas eve but you've got to get back to london haven't you yeah eventually you yeah know. this one okay I'll hang around here or maybe i'll come and see another film yeah what have we got tomorrow walking yeah. with dinosaurs 3d mm. yawn no, oh, no. I enjoyed the whole bit earlier. Frozen, that. frozen, yeah. frozen. No, frozen. Yeah. it's funny though, because I sit I, you know, where my office is and I sit and I hear the film wafting up, right? right. And it's just those whilst, uh, you know, what were they called? Ah, uh, the guys that wrote Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, they wrote all those songs, yeah. um, great songs. But this one feels a bit like they've said they've, they've sat down with the committee and said, Write those. Right. So there's lots of songs that do just this and then go up and down. I'm a princess and I want, you know, that kind of sort of identity kit Disney song, which is, I shouldn't be saying that, should I? <laughs> I want people to be coming in. Okay, so where are we? Uh, we got, oh, t- actually, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the break of glory and then we'll talk about what we're looking forward to next year. Well, do you know, it's almost over, and I can't, I can't quite believe it. Where's it gone, Kevin? No, seriously, though, it has, how quickly yeah. has this gone? Yeah. It's just been amazing. We should have done We've more. We've aquaplaned through it. We have. We have yeah, <laughs> we will be aquaplaning in a minute. So what we want to quickly talk about before we finish is what we're looking forward to next year. Yeah. Go on, then. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you three. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel, the new Wed Anderson film with Ray Fiennes at the front of it. I'm, I'm just, it does look yeah. good. It does look good. And the trailer's very funny. It's very but it funny. just looks more Wes Anderson than any Wes Anderson yeah, film ever. You know, if you like it, you maybe yeah. maybe you can get enough of it. But, I mean, I don't know. There's something about this one. It's just, oh, I'm yeah. really fired up. Like you say, Ray Fiennes, new fresh blood to yeah, the Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I am looking forward to it, really. Yeah, jolly good. Go on, the, then. The Next. second one, which yes. popped up actually the trailer in the middle yes. of The Hobbit, which is the Lego movie. Ah, 
I, do you know, I think it's going to take an absolute fortune. Do no, I do. I think it hits a lot of targets, the kids, and then pro- presumably people probably similar age to yourself. Yeah. But then what kid hasn't ever played with yeah. Lego? Ever. Sure, absolutely. And I like the idea of it being in 3D, because of course yeah. Lego is 3D. <laughs> so, no, that's terrific. And the third one I've got up yes. here, oh, I've got loads, but I'm yeah, going yeah. to plump for Interstellar. Big Chris Nolan fan. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's just another Kubrick ripoff. Like, well, sorry. Mm. The Kubrick, Kubrick ripoff? ripoff? Really? It's not a ripoff no. at all, though. It's, it's, he's his I, own man. But I, I think yeah. somehow it's, he's going to have to pull something really special out of the bag and he might do it it's yeah worth i think i mean the warner brothers are definitely grooming him to be a uh, kubrick replacement because when they lost because we you know warner brothers famously kind of bankrolled pretty right, pretty much right, after right, right. um 2001 they pretty warner brothers went to him and said right you can make whatever you want mm. uh, for all time you know and he did clockwork orange and barry linden and all that for them yeah, yeah. and that they, they pretty much said the same to um, Chris Nolan, you know, pretty much you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, you know, the core of his narrative is, is, is definitely him and it's very straightforward. It's the sort yes. of stylistic touches and of that's course. the right way around. So, okay. looking forward to that. Well, I would say, I'd say Wolf of Wall Street, which is just, oh, I mean, I have seen it. I think I have seen it and it is brilliant. Scorsese on absolute top form. Uh, really yeah. zingy. You know, brilliant. 73 years old and he makes the most vibrant film I've seen in a long time. Wonderful, yeah. Dallas Buyers Club is great. Uh, Matthew McGonaghy <laughs> as the sort of redneck uh, um, with AIDS, you know, the uh, sort of homophobe with AIDS, AIDS, homophobe with AIDS, it's sort of early in the in the time. Monuments Men, George Clooney, sort of wartime, slight Kelly's hero vibe. Yeah. I don't know. He's I don't think it's a gang comedy, together though. as well. You know, it's yeah, great cast. it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And actually, the other one I'm going to say is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm Ooh, so excited right. about that. Really? Okay, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. You can watch that. I'll go and watch Godzilla, <laughs> and we can come back and compare notes on the big ones. No, because Dawn of the Planet... Yeah, I loved that last one. Did you not Rise of the Planet? No, Apes? no. You didn't like it? No, hang on. Oh, the, the, the last one. Not, not, oh, the, the, not the, the Tim Burton one. The one that ended in the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I love Planet of the Apes. Anyway, so... That's it. Thank you, Cheney. It's been absolutely brilliant. It's been a huge pleasure. Thanks no, for having no, me. No, no, absolutely marvellous. And you're, no, that whole 80s thing was great fun, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that either. Yeah. But um, we've had no syrupy, cheesy uh, Christmas songs, so uh, I'm not going to play one now. This is, this, is, this is my Christmas <laughs> message to the world. <laughs> Louis Prima, enjoy yourself. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. I love you all. Goodbye. And uh, it's the last show of the season as well. So we're both going. We're all of us. Bye. Bye. Enjoy yourself, it's later than you think Enjoy yourself, while you're still in the pink The years go by as quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, it's later than you think that beautiful funeral i've never seen so many flowers yeah he was a nice man too but never had any fun didn't have time just worked and made money he didn't even have time to enjoy himself poor man you're gonna take that two-week trip no matter come what may but every year you put it off you just can't get away next year for sure you'll hit the road you'll really get around but how far can you travel when you're six feet underground? Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink, the years go by as quickly as a wink. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think.
You never go to nightclubs and you just don't care to dance. You don't have time for silly things like moonlight and romance. You only think of dollar bills tied neatly in a stack. But when you kiss a dollar bill, it doesn't kiss you back. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. Now you love lasagna very much. You like to eat and eat. You won't eat gugutsu. You're afraid it'll break your teeth. You always think you may bite off more than you can chew. Don't be afraid you won't have teeth when you reach 92. Oh, enjoy yourself. It's late.